listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. Middle school sponsored by Train. You can visit traininfo.com to find your local independent train dealer. It's hard to stop a train. Tony is in PV today and a smart son of a... We're going to get you enrolled in Mark and Neanderthal's middle school. We'll get you three song, uh, three questions. You'll give us three answers. Two of them will be correct, and you'll go see Nick Mason. Sound good? That sounds great. All right, Tony. Here's what we're doing today. You may have heard that the uh, Gangsta's Paradise rapper Coolio passed away, and sadly, he passed away in a bathroom. Oh. Yeah. So that's our topic today, celebrities who died in the bathroom. Now, of these three names, pick the one who died in the bathroom. Andy Griffith, Judy Garland, or Tony Danza? Oh, I'm in trouble. Okay, let's go with Judy Garland. That is correct. And by the way, Tony Danza is still alive. That was the trick part of the question. Yes. (laughs) He would be very shocked to find out he's dead. He would. Now, uh, and Tony Banta is still alive in our hearts. Now, pick the one who died in the bathroom. Same question. Jim Morrison, Benedict Cumberbatch, or Donna Summer? It was. Yeah, he died in the tub. In the tub. Yep, exactly. Um, So you've already won. By the way, Benedict Cumberbatch is still alive and well also. He would be thrilled to find out he was dead. Yes. All right, just for fun, once again, pick the celebrity who passed away in the bathroom. Kirby Puckett, Abraham Lincoln, or Orville Redenbacher? No, that was at the hospital. Uh, Orville Redenbacher, your famous popcorn magnate, passed away in his whirlpool tub. Oh, no. There you go. Technically not a bathroom, though. Uh, well, it was it was a whirlpool tub in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, it had the jets. So, all right, Tony, you did really well, and you've got tickets to see Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets at the Madison Center for the Arts on October 22nd, which I believe is a Saturday night, and tickets are available at DZP Live. So hang on. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate you listening. Yeah, I, I, Again, I will re- reiterate, with the exception of David Gilmore, everybody in Pink Floyd is out playing Pink Floyd music. Why don't they just do a Pink Floyd tour? <laughs> I mean, it's just so much money on the table that they can no, make. But then again, none of them needs any money. Yeah, I know, yeah. They're, they might just be like, what, are you going to pay me $10 million that I won't spend either? Right, exactly. You know, and, and, I'll just and, put and away age, and not spend. And, then, and there's a, you know... Quality of life issue, I guess. Yeah, you know, exactly. playing, playing stadiums for seven figures can only go can only keep you happy for so long, <laughs> I guess. Ever feel like you're dodging offers constantly, solicitations, unwanted messages, etc.? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I feel like right that. After, right after we hung up on the phone yesterday, talking to each other about four thirty, I got this. Hello there. On behalf of research, no, this is a text. Oh, is it? Uh, Hello there. On behalf of research polls, we are looking for community members of Arizona to share your thoughts on local issues. Let us know what you think and help bring about positive change. And then there's a link to click. It's either a scam or like the most generic poll solicitation in history. And I'm not clicking that link. In fact, now that I've read it, I will delete. 
fact, I should just block the yeah, number. Blo- yeah, block the number. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny because it's, uh, it's it's constant. Well, I mean, and of course, the aggro- the the uh, response, the normal response is, well, why don't you just get yourself your, your cell phone on your on the do not call list, which has been around now for almost 20 years. And yet there are certain things that are exempt from it that what you just got is one of those things. Political calls. Is that right? Nonprofit, charitable, okay. you know, solicitation, things like that. Yeah, they, no, they can, uh, they can still text your phone number for those things. Because uh, I'm getting stuff from candidates in other states. Yeah, on my, on my phone. I must have gotten on some. I always feel like whoever was keeping the do not call list was keeping it like on loose leaf paper. And just lost it. Maybe it was in a cabinet in a, in a, in a <laughs> so mansion they, in Florida. They they, they slipped it inside the wrong book. Right. And now they, they can't find it anymore. It's or, in a, no, a spiral notebook. Oh, there might be a sticker over do not. And it's just, it's now the call list. <laughs> it just says list. Call yeah, list. Call yeah, call list, right. No, no, you can actually go. I mean, there is the do not call.gov. That's that list now. And there are, I don't know, 200 million people on the do not call list. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still, but political stuff and charitable things like the Red Cross, you know, like, like for, for example, the, the Florida thing where a lot of people yeah. are donating to try yeah. and help and stuff like that. You may get a text on your phone saying, hey, you know, text text yes to or, or hit star to donate to $10 to the Red Cross yep. or whatever it is like that. Those do not, those are outside the scope of the do not call list. Uh, it's So, I mean, the struggle is real. The struggle is real. I understand, sure. You know, I, I, I ordered movie tickets online on Saturday and there was like four offers I had to weed through. No, I don't want a credit card just to get $2 <laughs> off these movie tickets. You know, no, I it's, get it. no, it's, it's just... we are constantly dodging solicitations, offers, unwanted spam, email, yeah, that, texts, that's, that's capitalism and it's finest right there is what it is. The struggle is real. Absolutely. That's adulthood, real. I guess. That's part of being an You're adult. You're trying to adult now? I can't even. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, adulthood is like being a kid, except there's a ton more paperwork yeah. and stuff like that. And it costs a lot more, too. <laughs> you know, if you want to stay in over the weekend, even though it's going to be pretty nice. Um, if you want to stay in, just watch a movie. We give you the Mark and the Interpol weekend movie pick. Yeah, and this time around, it's um, a guy who gets eviscerated for taking as many movie roles as he has, although it has slowed down over the years. It has, but he's, he's known one of those guys, for making bad movies. Well, his uh, one of those things is he's not the best money manager in his life, and so he finds himself needing to work to have money. And you would think a guy that comes from this family, the Coppola family, would still have a couple bucks in the bank. But for whatever reason, he takes roles that he shouldn't take. This is actually one he should have taken and did, and it worked out good for him. Because it got a sequel for him also. Yeah, so yeah. that was even more money. So and, let's, the, and the movie didn't suck, is what I'm trying to say. No. The movie is National Treasure, and uh, let's have Heather, who will be doing Middays today, give us the plot. Nicolas Cage plays a historian whose rival is going to steal the original copy of the Declaration of Independence because it holds a clue to find a hidden treasure. Nicolas Cage decides to steal the Declaration of Independence so his rival can't get it and also to get the treasure. Nicholas not only gets rich from the treasure, he also gets the girl, reunites with his estranged dad, and his hairpiece stays in place despite yeah. lots of fights and explosions. Yeah. Which is, I think, the true special effect of the movie. <laughs> Definitely. It, I mean, he, the movie's he cliche talks like this throughout a lot of the movie. Yeah, it's you know, it's all cliches and it's ridiculous, but it's 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 pretty fun. National treasure. You know what? There's a clip in it where you know they want to look at the ne- the Declaration of Independence. Uh, Nicholas Cage and his sidekick, who's Doug from The Hangover. Right. Um, they think there's a clue to where this big treasure is on there, and so they go to the National Archives. Lucky 
that the lady who runs the National Archives happens to be beautiful. Someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I think I'd better put you gentlemen in touch with the FBI. Well, we've been to the FBI. And? They assured us that the Declaration cannot possibly be stolen. They're right. My friend and I are less certain. However, if we were given the privilege of examining the document, we would be able to tell you for certain if it were actually in any danger. Mm, yeah, do you, of course you would. Do you, do you realize that Nicolas Cage in this movie sounds like Chris Griffin? <laughs> From Family, Family Guy. Family Guy, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Chris Griffin. Well, yeah, I definitely want to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's awesome that the head of the National Archives just happens to be a beautiful single woman close enough to Nicolas Cage's age well, and sympathetic to his cause that she's willing to toss everything and risk it all to help him on his quest. Well, So ser- lucky. Serendipity, Mark. Yeah. Serendipity. How did you two meet? Well, That'd be a great story. You know, if I, I'm going to be the guy that says it. Nicolas Cage truly is a national treasure. <laughs> yes. And I love how he's estranged from his father, John Voight, in the movie. But it's it's sort of the movie or TV estrangement, which means they're, they're able to perfectly verbalize the issues between them via a series of wisecracks. Yes, of course. There's no that, awkwardness a- or anger or anything. It's well, just... I'm not sure if you know this, Mark, but sarcasm <laughs> solves disagreements. Yeah, I'm not sure you knew that. <laughs> That's movie estrangement. It's, yeah. as, it's as unrealistic as movie and TV parking. Now, that said, this movie was actually enjoyable. It is. It I, really, I, I, it I is. didn't really like the second one because I had already seen the first one. I, I mean, didn't see the second one because yeah. I already saw it Yeah, I saw the first one. Yeah, it, so. No, it's uh, it's actually very good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's Train to Busan good. But, no, it's not. But no. uh, well, you also got Sean Bean in there from, you know, from the famous Lord of the Rings and also from the Game of Thrones and Game of Thrones meme. Right. He's the bad guy and he's really good at it. So, yeah. so it's, I mean, National Treasure, if you want to waste an hour and a half, by all means, have at it. Lots of good action. Yeah. Lots of good adventure. And yeah, it is fun. So there you go. National Treasure. Hi, everybody. This is Raul Omaña. Let's play Time Out for Spanish. As a public service and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which Arizona is known, Mark and Neanderthal are taking Time Out for Spanish. We've got Rick from Mesa on the line with us to play Time Out for Spanish. This is for this is serious stuff, Rick. It's for a pair of poo tickets at Akchin Pavilion. And what you'll have to do is listen to our Spanish phrase and then try and decipher and translate it with the use of three choices in English. Are you all set to go? Yes, I think I can handle it. All right, as has been the case the past couple of weeks, Fridays equal Yo Mama timeout for Spanish. So your timeout for Spanish phrase will involve Yo Mama. Here it is. Tu mamá tan fea que tiene que colarse en el fregadero por un vaso de agua. Did you hear that? Can I hear it again? Sure can. Tu mamá tan fea que tiene que colarse en el fregadero por un vaso de agua. All right. <laughs> that does translate into one of the following. Is it A, your mama's so fat she sat on the rainbow and Skittles came out? <laughs> B, your mama's so stupid she stopped her car at a stop sign and she's still waiting for it to turn green. <laughs> or C, your mama's so ugly she has to sneak up on the sink for a glass of water. <laughs> Which one is it? Uh, well... It's not polite to laugh at your mama. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I recognized the word agua 
Like right. I already knew it was C. So. All right. Well, then, congratulations. Nice job. You have won in timeout for Spanish. Even if even if you didn't know what always happens, you still would have won. That's nice. That's right. Timeout for Spanish. Weekday mornings with Mark and Neanderthal. It's Mark and Neanderthal. And we're going to be on vacation next week. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. we won't be here, but um, we have plenty to do this morning. You know, my, my wife and I had been looking at, you know, possibly on a cruise. Oh, yeah. And, and we were looking I at I can't tell you how frightened I am of cruises. <laughs> I'm so afraid to be out in the middle of the ocean. For somebody that grew up on the ocean, I'm terrified of being out in the middle of the ocean on a ship with people. There's some scary elements to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, we were looking at, you know, one of these, well, like carnival, something like that. I don't know. But um, it Prin- had, Princess Cruises, the love boat, maybe? Whatever it was. Perhaps. But they had a, a link that said prohibited items. Well, yeah. I was like, let me look at that. That could sure. be fun. <laughs> and, sure. So I, yes, I, took a, I took a picture of it. All right. What do you got? You know, of course, you, you know, all firearms, ammunition. Yeah, you know, duh. No fireworks, pyrotechnics. Right. No flares. Right. Because, you know, what well, could go wrong no, if you wait, shoot a flare off from wait, a cruise ship? Now, right? wait a minute. I would think that a flare would be something that you should have on oh, a cruise I think, ship just in case I something goes wrong. I think the cruise wrong. line has their own. Okay. I think, I yeah. think they, yeah. I hope they pack those away. Yeah. But they don't want, you know, Joe Cruise Passenger having yeah. his own set of flares. Yeah, you never know, though. All right. But then it gets really good. Okay. You got uh, spears or spear guns. So wow. that's something I don't have to pack this time. Well, right? you're not. I mean, uh, what are the chances you're going to go whaling on this ship? <laughs> crossbows, crossbow bolts, and longbow arrows. Now, so much for your Renfest rec- recreation yep. on the, on the Lido deck. Blunt weapons, including knuckle dusters, brass knuckles, clubs, telescopic batons, batons, flails, or nunchaka. Boy, that would be fun. Wouldn't it be fun to just see a nunchuck fight? On the yeah. middle, in the middle of a, uh, and again, right around the pool. Yeah, you know? right by the Lido deck. Yeah, again, by mm-hmm. the Lido deck. Yeah, you, you get the, the shuffle, <laughs> right next to the shuffleboard. While the old people are playing shuffleboard, the kids are whacking each other with nunchucks. Items containing incapacitating substances, so you can't bring your mace along. Wow, that's no good. Um, restraining devices, for example, handcuffs. Well, wait a minute, aren't we going on a cruise? I it, mean, who doesn't, doesn't want to be cuffed to the bed? It doesn't say fuzzy handcuffs. I was just so going to say, probably yeah, still bring well, them. Make, this sounds boring. But you can't bring uh, head restraining straps. So. What the hell is that? <laughs> now, here's the question. What if the zipper on your luggage is broken and you need the head restraining straps to keep your luggage closed? What if you're wearing a, a leather zipper mask? Right. It's unfair to people who are rich and have zippers that work on their luggage. I, yeah, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Can you bring one of those corkscrew drill bits like they do in the Three Stooges? To, <laughs> no, to, yeah. actually, you can't. No? There is an entry for something no, like that. No, there yes, isn't. There is. Oh, yeah. my God. I can't find it because it's a very long list. Sure. Uh, flammable substances, hazardous chemicals, of course, stun devices, large batteries, um, and the last, the last couple, like candles is one you can't bring. Wow. All right. I don't know if that's romance. the- romance. Well- you can the buy fire them. Has- you can, can you buy them on the gift shop? Fire hazard, and you know some of them are ar- aromatic, right? Yeah, you know, I you, so, somebody yeah. might not like the butterscotch smell from yeah, the because next cabin. There's nothing better than the smell of a ship. It smells like chlorine and disappointment. You, <laughs> it doesn't. But uh, inflatable kayaks is the last one. See, because now- you know why should you pay for your own excursion? You know why should you pay for your excursions when you can bring your inflatable kayak and have your own? 
Yeah, I mean, what if? I mean, what if, uh, you know, I mean, don't you think Jack would have loved an inflatable kayak on the Titanic? <laughs> he certainly will. I'm just saying, there was room on that on that board. I'm so, you know. Well, there was. All yeah, the inflatable kayaks yeah. were taken, unfortunately, when he got into the water. Yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, but that know, is, that is kind of a, I was, I was, I always enjoy that stuff. Of course, I'm not going to bring my nunchucks and brass knuckles. What if you are invaded? Ship. What if you're invaded by, by Japan? You never know. You, you never to, know. You have, you have to have your farming tools to defend yourself. I'm just going to have to leave it to the cruise line to have all that stuff. Yes. Why don't we not give away something? Okay, what are we not going to give away? Well, let's let's open up your CD collection All right, hang for on. people to peruse. The All right. They can pick a number between 1 and what did you say the number was? 3407. 3, yeah. Okay. All right. So I somebody got it open. will I okay. got the file open. The file is open. I love being not generous yeah, at all this and is not so giving away your CDs. So lacking in the magnanimous nature of this show. All right, let's let's just do it. All right. Hi, it's Mark and Neander Paul. Okay, would you like to not win a CD from Paul's collection? I would love to not win a CD from Paul's collection. All right, what CD would you not want to win? Pick a number between 1 and 3,407. 972. 972. Boy, 972. It's going to take a little while to get to. I'm saying we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess we'll be in the H's. 972 is the debut album from The Firm. Wow. Jim, Jimmy Page, Paul Rogers, Paul Rogers Tony Franklin, Chris Slade. That's a, actually a pretty good CD that you're not getting. Uh, you know, it's... It, well, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy that, uh, you know, quite a score. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it would have been, but you're not getting it. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello, would you like to not win one of Paul's CDs? <laughs> I would love to not win. Pick a number between 1 and 3407. 2,733. Okay. I was wrong on the first one as to the alphabet. I'm going to guess here we're going to be in the S's. Might be Starship. Who knows? Could be Leo Sayer. 2,733 is Social Distortion's White Light, White Heat, White Trash album. Ooh. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. Mike Ness and Social Distortion. Would have been a great CD for you to win because it's great. It's awesome. I love Social D. You don't get it. I have it. So thank you anyway. There you go. <laughs> nice. All right. You that was fantastic awesome. musical taste. That was awesome not winning. Good job. It was. It was a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So, you know. Would you be willing to not give me one? Mark, you've been together. You and I have been together almost eight years, yeah. and I have never given you a CD. So sure. Yeah. I would be willing to, to, okay. to continue that, that tradition of not giving you a CD. Number... 14, 1,411. I'm, 1, going to, I'm, shooting for the, I'm shooting for the L's for some uh, reason. I don't know why. Maybe a, maybe a Leonard Skinner CD, although that's uh, late in the L's. You were so close to, you were one away from Casey and the Sunshine Band's <laughs> greatest hits. You were one Damn. away from that. One, that was 1,410. I 14, could have gotten down, made a little love. Yep, maybe put on your boogie shoes. Oh, but no, uh, CD number 1,411 is the debut album from the band Keel. And it's ah. entitled Lay Down the Law. And while we have your attention, shout out to Keel drummer Dwayne Miller, Valley resident and listener of this program. Ron Keel. Keel, right? yeah. He was, in, he was in a band with Ingve Malmsteen called Steeler. And he was allegedly in Black Sabbath for a cup of coffee. All right. Allegedly. Well. Nobody knows. It's a it's a story that is told out of out of folklore. And it is in technically in Black Sabbath's official list of members. Kinda but nice. I don't know that he was ever really in the band. Kind of nice not to win that. Nah. Yeah, um, it would have been a cool record. Record for yeah. you to listen to. You probably never heard it.
Let's talk about you-centric, as in you should never act like the Mark and Paul dumbass of the day. Yep. Today it is Joseph Finch. Finch, a, get in here. Yep, a 46-year-old man who lives in Harlingen, Texas. All right. Now, a week ago Saturday, Joseph wasn't sure where his wife was, and so he called 911 because he wanted them to do a welfare check on her. Okay. You know, to see if she's okay. As the dispatcher answered Joseph's call, Joseph rethought things, thought maybe he was getting a little too excited, maybe a little hysterical, and he decided just to hang up. Okay. Well, for a 911 operator, yeah, that only makes that. things more... Yeah. yeah, it seems like, you know, there's more of an emergency going on if you do that. Um, and police were dispatched to the general location of the call. While he was standing outside the house, Joseph saw the police in the area and decided, okay, what the heck, they're here. I'll just wave them down and tell them about my wife, see I can get some help here. All right. So police first asked Joseph for his name and birthday, and wouldn't you know it, Joseph's information didn't quite line up when they ran it through their system. Wait, Joseph didn't know his name and his birthday? Uh, he knew his name. Birthday didn't match up, though. Uh-oh. You know, so... That's falsifying information. It doesn't get you off on the right foot. It is questionable behavior at best. Yep. Joseph then told them, you know, he lived in Harlingen, and the cops then found that he had an outstanding warrant for human smuggling. Oh. Yeah. Wow. These are the same cops that Joseph had first called and then decided later to wave over. Then cops saw that Joseph had two backpacks with him, and Joseph said, sure, you can you can search him if you like. Which led to police finding drug paraphernalia and a jar of liquid that was labeled fake urine. Oh. <laughs> so probably... Uh, a probation type thing where yeah, he's got to you take a leak every once a in a while. Yeah, I got to take the test. Yeah. Yep. Uh, again, these were the cops that Joseph had first called and then later decided to wave over. An investigation is ongoing. Joseph is in custody. God only knows what happens to his wife. But just remember the lesson for today: if you have an outstanding warrant, especially one for human smuggling, mm-hmm. and you're carrying drug paraphernalia and fake urine. Don't call police and don't wave police over. That's a good idea. Yeah. Joseph did, and that's why he's the Mark Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. And it was sponsored by Roadrunner Harley Davidson. RoadrunnerHarley.com is where to find them online. They got the largest pre-owned inventory in the state. One hundred point seven KSLX getting close to our block, block yeah, party weekend. Yeah, Never block mind. party weekend doesn't start until later on. But get out of the way. About block party yes, weekend. I know. Yes. Enough. All right. Time for me. I'm the explainer. Yes, you are. Today, I'd like to talk about something happening as we speak at the valley's most annoying intersection, Nineteenth Avenue, McDowell, and Grand. Yeah, that sucks. Of course, I'm talking about the Arizona State Fair. Anything fried on a stick, baby. And when I say fair, I don't mean the way one might describe Ed Sheeran's complexion, which probably requires about a 100 SPF. Do you mean the field of play in baseball games, referred to as fair territory? No, Paul. I mean an event where there are 
for amusements, games, and competitions, and a crowd of attendees that causes the wise person to put their wallet in their front pocket. Yeah. The fair always has a generous allotment of rides, perfect for causing someone to lose the contents of their stomach. Yep. There are Ferris wheels, roller coasters, even a giant slide. Certainly is. When I say slide, I don't mean what the stock market has been in for an alarmingly long time or a type of trombone. Uh, Do you mean the act of forgiving a debt or obligation? No, Paul. I mean a smooth, downward sloped surface meant for gliding at varying speeds of descent. All right, then. Now, for you parents and grandparents, there are plenty of rides for the little ones also, like the teacups. Mm-hmm. When I say cups, I don't mean the lucky pieces of fabric that somehow managed to hold up and stabilize Salma Hayek's greatest physical attributes. Do you, by any chance, mean to actually lift or support Salma Hayek's greatest physical attributes using your hands? No, I'm sorry, Paul. Hold on, I just got lost in thought for a moment. Understandable. No, Paul, I mean a small open container such that you might drink tea out of, only in this instance, much larger so as to fit several human children. Yes. (laughs) Of course, the State Fair always features a variety of food. This year, one new food item is the Hot Cheeto Wings. Oh, yeah. I say wings, I don't mean a pair of airfoils attached transversely to the fuselage of an aircraft that you may have to stand on if your pilot is forced to land in the Hudson River. Do you mean to throw something at someone? As in, Mark always wings his socks at me when I walk into the studio. No, Paul. I mean the two forelimbs of a chicken, in this case, cooked, and I can only surmise coated in some sort of chemical-laden hot Cheeto powder. Yummy. Now, I would certainly warn everyone to be careful with the fair food. It can be tasty, but is usually cooked in enough oil, fat, grease, and lard to give Andre the Giant acid reflux or gas. Absolutely, sure. And when I say gas, I don't mean what your local utility company overcharges you for. No, you mean a buildup of air in the digestive tract, usually going unnoticed until you burp or pass it rectally during flatulence. Well, yes, yes, Paul, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, that's all about the fair, baby. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my work here is done. Yeah, but it'll repeat on you for about three or four hours. I'm the explainer, and I'm glad I could clear things up. Yeah, so am I. question for you all right if you were you know we're gonna be going on vacation next week so just throw that out there and And by the way the 30 second song challenge when we come back on monday october 10th is going to be worth 900 dollars. write that down and friday the 7th okay will be at four o'clock friday october 7th you might want to write this down and we'll we'll certainly remind you uh as many times as we possibly can friday october 7th at four o'clock those three songs will be your cheat sheet Cool. So you don't have you don't have to you don't have to write something down today and wait two weeks. Just listen to Friday before we come back and, and maybe walk away with nine hundred bucks on Monday. Sorry, right. just wanted to get that get people up to date on that. So let's say you, you so let's say you had planned a trip and you were going to um, I don't know going to New York City. For All the right, week, okay, New York City. Would you rather get sick? Like if you were going to have like 
let's say, a really unpleasant sickness like bad diarrhea or something like that. Well, that is would really, you, rather, you can tell by the way you said it, it's really unpleasant. Would you rather <laughs> get it before you left and cancel the trip or have a couple of nice days and then spend like the next three or four days in misery? Oh, boy. Uh, I, I think before the trip, I think, you know, I'm, so you I'm can sorry. stay home. Yeah, yeah. And you can just recover because you don't know what's going to happen. In and your, you never know when it's going to be over. Place, and you're in your right? home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, I mean, <laughs> as much as much as I wouldn't want to eat the, the, the plane ticket or whatever it is. But yeah. Yeah. The reason I ask is that uh, this Grand Canyon story is crazy. Um, from early April to mid-June. They say at least 222 rafters and hikers got sick, and they say it's probably way more than that, that it was underreported. They got sick at the Grand Canyon. They were stricken with what they're calling here, quote, explosive gastroenteritis. Okay, well, that, so gastroenteritis can, is the scientific name for <laughs> there's two the spo- sh- there's two spots where yeah. you can explode. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, and, and only one that you can really control. How awful would that be? I mean, it's one thing to be in like a hotel sure. or a, or a, a rental cottage or yeah. something like that. But to be, let's say you're let's say you've already gotten down to the bottom of the canyon and you're tent camping. Yeah, how uh, horrendous would that be? Uh, all right, I'm going to tell you a story very quickly. I'm in <laughs> I'm, I'm in I'm in St. Louis. I'm at the old Bush Stadium watching the Cardinals play. I think it was, I don't know, the Astros or somebody like that. And we're in a luxury box. Now, the old Bush Stadium is not, uh, was not a modern baseball arena at all. So on the luxury suite level, which is a, a, a misnomer, the bathrooms were were uh, general admission. It was basically, there were like four or five. No personal bathroom. No personal bathroom. Suite. Yeah, it was like, I mean, and it was, you know, it was like having a regular men's room, but it was not quite as, as, as visited, as busy. That's why they renovate stadiums. Right. So I have a moment and I get what they call in the doctor's office, mm-hmm. the cramp. Mm-hmm. And so I am staying at a hotel like two blocks away from Bush <laughs> Stadium. I literally you leave. Tried to go home. In the, third, to to the, yeah. in the third inning, I leave the, the, the stadium. I run downstairs. I go to a specific gate. I go, look, I have tickets to this game, but I got an issue. I'll be back. Can I get back in? Right. And the guy looked at me. He goes, I'm not supposed to do it, but I understand your plight. Mm-hmm. And he let me leave. And I left, went back to the hotel, took care of business, and came back. I, I mean, I didn't come back till like midway through the sixth inning. Right. But still, I was, and he let me back in. See, that is that is the, the danger, the panic that you go through. And you wouldn't have that opportunity in the Grand Canyon. You can't run up to the top. Right. And say, I'm going to run back to my hotel. Right. And oh, now I've never, I've never hiked the Grand Canyon, but I can assume, I can only assume that a lot like in a lot of the trails here in the valley, there's a porta potty positioned every couple miles or whatever I've it is. I've been there, never hiked it. And there has to be something. There would have to be. That is the most frightening. I mean, there are very, there are a lot of frightening things. Like we had a listener gave me one of those uh, urine specimen collection bottles that you get in case I find myself downtown in a place where I can't use oh, a bathroom. Oh, I got you. you emergency, I mean? in your emergency in your car. Emergency, yeah, yeah, to keep in your car. But you can't, I mean, if you're hiking down the Grand Canyon uh, and you get what they call in the doctor's office, the cramp. Even if you're riding the donkey. Yeah, the burrow doesn't go that fast. Yeah, so. you are you are sol. Yeah, I, they were so to, to speak. Yeah, they, <laughs> the tourism bureau, bureau was toying with a new slogan, which was the Grand Canyon, helping you prep for your colonoscopy <laughs> since the world began. <laughs> it's not as catchy as one of the seventh wonders of the world. How did I mean? How did that happen? Is there like a gas? No pun intended. A, somebody, gas, a gas release or something down somebody there? Somebody got sick. A couple people got sick before they went to the Grand Canyon, so they they were okay, but they brought the germ with them. 
and the germ, the germ hung around. Wow. The germ wouldn't leave. Wow, this seems like a fortuitous and yet inappropriate song to be playing right now. <laughs> oh, there was plenty in the air. All right, so... Um, <laughs> Let's open up the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Eric is in Scottsdale, and now we're going to enroll him in Mark's College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Going to ask you the same five questions I asked Mark. And whoever gets more right will graduate. If you don't graduate, you'll have to tell everybody you flunked out of the College of Rock and Roll Knowledge. Eric, are you ready to proceed? Yes, sir. All right, let's do this the right way. Let's kick Mark out of the studio, please. Okay, Mark. Time to get out the studio, my friend. Okay, Irk. There goes Mark, and here goes question number one. The name of the airplane Buddy Holly last flew in became the name of an iconic classic rock song. What is it? Hmm. Uh, I don't know why that's popping up in my head. All right. Um, Question number two. I'll say Maybelline. All right. Maybelline. All right. We'll give you that. Question number two. What the heck of it? I have no idea. Leonard Skinner and actress Reese Witherspoon have something in common. One had a big hit song. The other one had a big hit movie. They're both the name, the same. What is it? Sweet Home Alabama. Question number three. What English rock band produced three legendary guitarists, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton? The Yardbirds. Question number four. Which Swedish group was named by taking the first letters of each member's names and putting them together? Did you say Swedish? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea. And question, question number five. Abba. It's, can I change my answer? Question number five. What Queen song had its second coming in Wayne's World? Bohemian Rhapsody. All right. Let's get Mark in here and see how it goes. All right, Mark. You were very, you're very kind to the door today. You know, uh, when you, I left that door, I'm, I'm starting to worry about that door handle. Yeah, really but for am. those that have been listening uh, all week, Mark slammed that door the other day, and it made a weird sound that <laughs> made both of us do a double take. All right, uh, question number one, Mark. Uh, name the airplane that Buddy Holly last flew in, which was also the name of an iconic classic rock song. Icarus. No, it was American Pie. <laughs> yeah. All right, question number two. Leonard Skinner and Reese Witherspoon both have something in common. One has a big hit song, the other one has a big hit movie. They both have the same name. What is it? Oh, Sweet Home Alabama. It is two to one. Question number three. What English rock band produced three legendary guitarists? Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, and Eric Clapton. Yardbirds. It is three to two. Uh, I'm going to lose to Eric. No, it's two to one. Excuse me. Uh, Two to two. Wait a minute. What number am I on? That was question three. That was question three. You got two right, and uh, Eric got two right. Oh, did he miss one of those? Yeah, he missed the first one. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I guess that puts us into question number four or five. (laughs) Jesus. No, it's question number four. What Swedish group was named by taking the first letters of each member's names and putting them together? A Swedish group. Uh, 
Bubba. You're still tied. Uh, question. Wow. Yeah, question. That was a mental block right there. Number five. What Queen song had its second coming in Wayne's World? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And so this is a four to four tie. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think I, you said two to one after the first two questions because I, but it was actually two to two. Yeah. It was two. It was, it was one yeah. to one. It was one to one yeah, because the first question, you both got it wrong. So uh, math not being my strong suit, this is certainly a tie. So neither Eric nor Mark has to admit defeat. How do you feel about that, Eric? Well, it's better than a lock. I beat you once, you beat me twice, and we tied. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes when you come back for another round at some point. All right, Eric. Have a a great weekend. You guys too. Thanks. And we appreciate it, man. Yeah, I, I got I got all tied up in that. I get a little long COVID fog there and, or whatever. <laughs> and by the way, Icarus is a song by Kansas. Great song on their third album, but it's hardly, also, a, hardly a classic rock standard. It's also an Iron Maiden song, Flight of Icarus. Yeah, yeah. nice. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, there we are. We'll go into vacation with a tie. That's not bad. <laughs> you are still late for work. Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there. Step into a pair, and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays. Welcome home, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 